This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. This time. Is it good to be reminded that there are other places and other faces than just where we are? Jesus said this. He said, you need to lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. And I'll tell you, the answer to all of the world's problems is found in Jesus, as if Jesus as king when he's allowed to rule and reign in hearts, uh, in people's hearts, uh, life will be good. Life will be better than anybody ever imagined. Amen? And you know, a lot of times it seems overwhelming in the face of so much need. Uh, You know, what what can we do? Well, you know, if you can't, if you can't do all, then do nothing is not the answer. It's to do something. It's to just be be a part. Do something. Amen? And a little, how many of you know, a little goes a long way where God is concerned of our time, of our talent, of our treasure. You know, your mind is uh, was made for more than just thoughts about all, just yourself, your problems. Amen? Uh, our hearts are bigger. They're capable of loving more than just me and my four, no more. Amen. And you'd be surprised that, hold out your hand like this. God's not a respecter of persons. If I put just one turnip seed in your hand and you do what's right with that turnip seed, and your life just a turnip seed, you put that in there and you take care of that. Next time it comes around, uh, that, that turnip plant's going to hand you more than just one seed back. And you can pick out the best of those, even ten more turnip seed, and you put them in that. Those ten, those ten turnips are going to give you back a whole lot more than what you put in. That's how it works. I said that's how it works. So a little, you know, uh, a little goes a long way with God when we when we look at life uh, as sowing our lives as seed, our time, our talent, and our treasure for what really is going to matter. Like I said. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff in this life. You know, even think back five years ago, you know, uh, this particular day where you were, what you were doing, where you were going, what you were going to eat, you know. Whether it was all good or bad, you'd be hard-pressed to remember exactly all the details, wouldn't you? Amen. But, boy, I'm going to tell you what, now, eternal things, they last forever, and they really matter and count. And uh, we're glad that you're here today. One or uh, continue with this series, So Will I. Uh, because Jesus is our example, isn't he? You know, the devil would love to point the finger, because that's what he does. He's an accuser, so he points the finger at folks that, you know, uh, they might be saved, but, you know, it really hasn't got all the way down into where they live. You know what I'm saying? They're religious. Uh, they might, you know, grace church occasionally or this or that. They might be very, very faithful with, but their lives are not reflecting what they say that they believe. 
And so the devil will accuse and he'll say, well, now that's a Christian. See there, for years that kept me, you know, that was my, uh, boy, I'll tell you, that was a big stick for me. I mean, I willed out every time anybody even got near challenging me. Uh, it, uh, uh, you know, uh, other folks are, are not who we need to be looking at. We need to be looking at the Lord. And the Bible says, John three sixteen. you could probably quote it by heart uh, if you were, if you were privileged enough uh, when you were younger, uh, your folks drug you to church and forced you to go to Sunday school and things like that. Back in the day when they had a Sunday school and everything, this probably would have been one of the first verse scriptures that we memorized. Uh, and uh, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life and we'll quote that just the same way that we quote the lord's prayer our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread da 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 we'll say it have no idea uh what it means don't dig down in it ever at all just you know good enough to memorize it just like you know you memorize those uh, you memorize certain stuff in school to pass a test, and if you had to pass it today, you couldn't remember to save your life. If they had a gun at your head and say, you need to, you know, I mean, uh, you know, here's a trick question for you. When was the War of 1812 fought? I think that was about 1492, wasn't it? Wasn't that round there? <laughs> uh, for those of your history people, you'll get that after a while. Anyway, the point is, is that, you know, uh, let's look at the. This is how God loved the world that he gave. Love gives. There's a connection between love and giving because love gives. And love is who God is. It's not just what God does. It's who God is. You know, there's, there's not one thing in this world... Uh, that you could come up with that's so far wrong and so far bad, see, uh, that the love of God has not covered that, has not forgiven that already, and has not given you grace for that. Now, spend all day, you know, a lot of time we'll come into church and uh, uh, instead of enjoying the presence of God, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be sitting there and be condemned. You know, about what I, I I didn't do or what I thought I should have done or this or that or whatever. You know, uh, it shouldn't take all day to get up and get over with it. Get on with it. If we believe that God loved us so much he gave Jesus when you didn't give a flip about God. We're running the other way. Could care less if there was a God. Isn't that right? But he loved us before we ever loved him. Once you find that, once you encounter, really encounter the love of God. I mean, it's more than a feeling. I'll tell you, it's down here where we live. Oh, it's good that you and I woke up alive today. Still breathing. Isn't that right? Woke up and have another opportunity uh, to experience the uh, the love of God. But we're... But God loves them and has forgiven them and gives them grace. See, because with God, there's only two kinds of people in the world. Those that are saved and safe and those that are not and in great danger. 
one breath away, one heartbeat away from an eternity with or without. It's that simple. Amen. And we are the expression of his love here in the earth. We're to show the love of God. We receive it freely and we give it freely. There is a connection between love and giving because love gives. You know, when we give, we make more room for increase. We make more room by giving for the more to pour into our lives and then pour through our lives. You don't want just everything pouring into your life, have an, in, have an inlet, but no outlet. Isn't that right? We don't, we don't want to just keep everything all for ourselves. Have you, ever, have you ever been around folks that it's just all about them? And you can tell they are greatly in love with their self. And you should be too. Oh, how, oh, how I love me. And you should too. <laughs> in a very unhealthy way. Takers. Ever been around takers in life? Anybody ever been around takers in life? How's that make you feel? Isn't that right? I tell you what, now, and 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 folks that are taken then are ungrateful. Boy, it shuts up my giving right quick. I just, I just, it just shuts you right down. Amen. Uh, God is a giver, and God continues to give. You know, God is generous with His love seeds, isn't He? He's generous with them every day. You. I know that, you know, uh, I look at when the birds come and sing and all the different things. Everywhere I look, I see the heart of God. Everywhere, everything is God saying to you and to I how much He loves us. I know you don't see it that way. You're on your phone on the way to work. That's dangerous, you know, to be on your phone. I passed a girl, and she had her phone right up here where I could see it. It's like, girl, get driving 55 miles an hour down the road. Uh, we're so preoccupied with our, with our, our, that we don't sometimes realize the greatness of the love of God all around us. There's an old song that says that the love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win. His erring child he reconciled and pardoned from his sin. Could we with ink the ocean fill and were the skies of parchment made, were every stock on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade, to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. O oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong. It shall forevermore endure the saints and the angels' song. Every day, everywhere we look, with God you'll see God. He loved the world. Proverbs eleven twenty four and 25 says this. It says that the... I'm going to read it to you. It says, The world of the generous gets larger and larger, and the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed, and those who help others are helped. God is a help to those 
that are in trouble, in the time of trouble. God is generous with his love and his greatness. God gives to every, the Bible says, all, he makes it rain. You know, uh, it rained here, This it's raining down there with the, with the folks that are dealing drugs. And killing one another. That's something to be praying about. Amen. He, he rained it on that person that was mean to you and all this other kind of stuff. He gives his rain to everybody. He's not stingy with his love. But I'm going to tell you what, how much more will he do to those that will love him back, that will believe the love that he has for them. And that's what we're, all we're asking, and that's all he's asking. He just says, you need to find out for yourself. You need to believe or not believe based on your own personal experience with me. Find out, am I a God of love? Am I a God who's good? Am I a God who forgives? Am I a God who gives? See? I want to ask you how big is your world going to be, or how small? How big or how small would you have it to be? If God loves, should we love? It's a lot better. Have you ever been a hater? How'd you like that? Amen. I mean, just just choose. You know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna feel ugly. I'm gonna be ugly here. They was ugly, so you know what? Because they were ugly, I'm gonna be ugly. And boy, how'd that work out? They got happy, and you were still ugly. And then you're ugly because they got happy. Think about that. Being a ha- being a hater, man, I'm going to tell you what, more, that'll drain you. That'll pull all the sap out of your tree, won't it? Isn't that right? It'll pull all the sap out of the roots. There won't be no fruit. Out. I mean, it's just awful. But when you love, oh, man. It, what a, that's right. Because it just, it just wants to give. And you know, when you're even just smiling at people, uh, doing good to people, uh, being happy around people. Isn't that right? It comes back to us, doesn't it? You ever, you ever uh, uh, been in a situation? You go in, you can set the atmosphere as a Christian. Amen? And you have lots of opportunity to love or to not to love. But the world of the generous with love, see, and we want to be generous with love. The Bible says don't owe anybody anything but to love them. Just love them. No matter what they do, just love them. You know, folks say all kinds of stuff, do all kinds of stuff. Just love them. God will change them. You just love them. It's God's job to change them. Ask Pastor Sandy. She's been trying to change me for years. I never did change till she just loved me. And then God helped me, didn't he, Sandy? Isn't that right? Look at her smile. Ain't she pretty? Be- most beautifulest girl in the world. I'm going to tell you what. Now, I have eyes for no other. The only one I love more than Miss Sandy is little. No, I love Jesus more. <laughs> then Sandy, then the little dog. I love a little dog too. Amen. But when you're generous with love, see, generous love will come back to you. You know, God knows that. God knows people's hearts. He knows why we do what we do. We don't always see that. We don't know why 
people do what they do, whether good or bad, but God does. Aren't you glad that he knows your heart? Have you ever been misunderstood? Have you ever made a mistake? Have you ever, has it ever bothered you maybe that somebody didn't understand or that somebody thought ill of you or thought wrong of you or was willing to believe wrong of you? That's not a good feeling, is it? But you know, God knows. Sometimes you have to leave it with just God knows. And I'll just have to live that down. I'll have to live that through. I'll have to live that out. And, and, and they may never, they may never know. They may never understand. But God knows. And God understands. And God loves me anyway. And I'm just going to love them anyhow. Amen. I'm just going to love them anyway. I want to ask you uh, this uh, today. Um, because love can be a seed. You know, if you, if you want to reap love, you've got to sow love. You have to, you have to treat it as a seed. If you, what, you, what you want to get, you have to first give. Are you still with me? You know, it's true in life, isn't it? If you want radishes, you've got to plant radish seed. No, I just go to Walmart. Well, somebody had to plant a radish seed to get a, a radish to go to, that you could go to Walmart and get. Everything comes from a seed. Everything in life. And if you want love, you've got to sow love. Isn't it interesting that the, the, the enemy of your soul, the, the devil, will fight so hard to get us to close up and, and to not want to give our heart, not want to give love anymore, not want to sow. See? Want to sow this kind. Just keep everybody out here. Just keep everything in the pleasantries and everything in the periphery and everything, you know, way out here so that nobody can get close enough to hurt me, so to speak. But, you know, that old song, well, there's young people in here. They don't know old songs, do they? That's too bad. I know you got your songs, but, boy, we had some good ones back in the day, didn't we? Humor this old silver dollar for a minute. Love hurts. What's the rest of it? That's the only one I know. Love, love, love hurts. Oh, and we just hurt so bad. She broke up with me and I should have broke up with her first. Love hurts. Oh, oh, oh. Who writes songs like that? People that love her. <laughs> but God didn't love them that way. <laughs> the love of God don't hurt. It heals. It helps. It doesn't hurt. Amen. But so many people in the world, see, that kind of love will hurt you. Isn't that right? Because it's conditional. It's based on if you do this, then I am. But if you do me wrong, boy, you know, and the world will do you wrong. They're going, you know, I've been cheated, been mistreated. When will I? I'll do my real country voice. I be loved, cause I've been cheated. Well, you know, you listen to that kind of stuff and you go, you know, that's right. I have been cheated. Been mistreated too. 
But the, but the punchline is, when will I be loved? Well, be loved by God. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And what are we talking about here? We're talking about the love of God. How much of the love of God will we receive freely from him so that we can freely and generously flow through our lives to other people? It's not, it's our own measure. It says, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all that you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. The greatest act of love is giving. More than singing songs or raising our hands, giving from ourselves to and for others that God might be glorified giving our time and our talent and our treasure. Whether you're young or you're old or somewhere in between, boy, I'll tell you, invest your life in that which is going to really be significant and is going to really matter, not just here, but for eternity. There's only a short space of time that we have. Trust me, at 60 years old, I, you know, I'd hear old people say, you know, people I consider older than me at 20 and 30, it was like, you know, they talk in terms of, boy, I blinked my eyes and it was gone. We've lived it all. I mean, we lived all of that time, you know. Married that girl when she was 16 years old. Here we are 44 years later, and we lived those 44 years day by day. And boy, it just it's just that quick. I'm so glad that with God, eternal life, there's more out in front of me than there is behind me. That's something to think about. You know, eternity is a long time, and there's a way more out in front of you. This life is the shortest thing you'll do. Do the rest of it with God. And do the rest of it with Him. Not against Him, not fussing with Him, not on the periphery with Him. Do it with Him at the center. It's not going to be hard or difficult. He'd be just like your best friend, only he'll be your God. He'll be even better than that. The greatest act of love was Jesus dying on the cross for us, for each of us. So easy to sometimes take that for granted that everything's okay with you and then to assume that everything's okay with everybody else. You know, you can be on the on both sides of that of that aisle, and neither one of them is a good place to be. I think it's wise, and I think it's the love of God to consider not just our own selves, but to consider others. That if we're doing well, we thank God and we bless God, and we're so grateful for that. But to always remember that there's somebody that needs the love of God today that I need to show love to I need to give to and even if I even if I'm not in their close proximity I can pray one thing I can do think about that boy in relationship with God you have heaven's ear you've got your father's heart 
And the, boy, he'll hear you quicker than anything when you, when you open up the door of your heart a little bit more than just to pray about yourself only, but you can pray for other people. Husbands, what would your wife be if you really prayed for her as much as you complained about her? Moving right along. What would I be like, Pastor Sandy? See, and see, we've, we've found that to be true. What would your children be like? And trust me, if you don't have a prayer life when they're this tall, when they get to be about this tall, the teenage years, you will develop a prayer life. You will have the lifeline of prayer. Trust me. Amen. Oh, I don't believe that. They're so good. You know, look back at yourself. What were you like? What were you like? Amen. The fact you're even in church today is probably because your parents developed a prayer life when you were in your teenage years. Amen. Well, listen, doing life with God is better because God can get them over jackass hell. You can't. They'll, I'll tell you what now. They'll get jacked up. You'll get jacked up. The whole thing will get jacked up and be lo- prolonged longer. But I'm going to tell you what. God can get them over there. He'll get them over their self. Because, you know, when they're 12, you know, it's still yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. When they turn 13, it's like, who in the world do you think you are to tell me what to do? (laughs) You can't run your own life. Why are you going to run mine? There's a song, you know, but it's got a bad word in it, so we can't sing it. (laughs) You can't even run your own life. I'll be if you run mine. Anyhow. Who's going to be in heaven because you loved and you gave like God loves and God gave? You know? Can't win the whole world, but we can be a part of something so much greater than ourselves. You know what? The Bible says there are two, there are a couple of things that we're really after. One is unfailing love. It's loyal love. It's to be loved. But the other is to give that love away. And only there is a fulfillment and satisfaction in this life that only comes when you really believe and understand that you are making a difference. That it makes a difference. I'll tell you, it made a difference that I bowed my knee at the foot of the cross. I still got my wife. I still got my family. Amen. Now, there's lots of stuff that has happened. Uh, I remember my dad telling me, you know, he said, if you want to keep your family together, take them to church. And his family fell all apart. He was speaking because he didn't keep bringing his family to church. And it came all apart. Amen. I thought he was a fool for letting that happen. But I found out later he was right. He's a wise man telling me, he said, listen, I'm telling you by experience. If you want to keep it, see, only God can keep you. Only God can keep you, but he can. If God so loved that he gave, the, uh, the series that we're on is So Will I. So will I do what? So love and give. You know, time and talent and treasure, we have to spend in order to save. Why don't you think about that? We have to spend. In order to save. No one will be saved unless someone is willing to spend some time, some talent, and some treasure. 
where that is concerned. And we're going to give our life for something. And that's a good thing. But let's give our lives for someone. First of all to him, but also to those that he loves. Does God love the world? Does God love people in other places? Is our world so small that it's just confined to the little... And they may be huge problems. They may be, you know, life-altering, life-shaking, life-breaking problems. Well, I'm going to tell you what, the way to get everything straightened around is to break out of that circle of self and selfishness. See, Jesus talked about more about giving than he even did about heaven. There's no such thing as a selfish giver. Giving frees our soul. Pastor Ron's going to come. Giving frees our soul from the lust of the world, the God of mammon. Giving is the only one, only way one can be free from uh, the things, uh, the God of mammon and, and focus on the world and the way that uh, what we're going to get, what we're going to have, all these types of things. God cannot place his blessing and approval on a life that's controlled by the God of mammon. The God of mammon cannot touch, though, the life of a giver. It's not easy and it's not, uh, it's not uh, convenient. Sometimes it's not comfortable to trust God enough uh, to start giving your life away and believing that God will more than take care of you. I've seen this over and over again. You know, we, we, uh, we've learned that, you know, as pastors sometimes, you know, uh, man, we would be battling with things. I mean, we would have, we, we'd have trouble, problems. And then here God would send, and we needed a harvest in our life. We needed some things in our life. And then here God would send somebody that had trouble too. That had problems as well. And God said, why don't you pray for them? Why don't you get down and, and, and be a help to them? And when we did, we found God's help came for both of us. As long as we were focused on what we needed and we were trying to take that by force, you know, force this or that. But here God would provide an opportunity to give away the very thing that we needed. If someone came that needed it even more. Isn't that what Jesus did? Isn't that what Jesus does? Isn't that, isn't he the one that we would be able to say, well, if you will, then so, so will I. There's something about that total trust and that absolute abandonment to God. Can you trust God? You'll never know until you have to. But practice before you really need to. Get over and do I will because I want to. Don't get in a hurricane and try to build a house then. While the sun is shining and when things are good, thank God, praise God. Give God His due. Are you listening? And I'll tell you then when the storms and the trouble comes, you know. Put on your old hat and rain slicker and you go out and get in the truck and you go out and find them anyway. 
go out and do what needs doing anyhow. You'll find that you'll find God out there with you. You'll find that God is a first responder. God will, God looks for someone that will just go with him. Amen. So, pictures of people in other places, guys. I'm going to tell you what now. I really believe this, that if we'll be concerned about others, that God will be way more, that we'll be included in the world getting larger. If we'll be part of helping make up, make someone else's life better and larger. And the best way that we can do that is to simply share Jesus with them. Share the love of God. You know, faith doesn't always find a feeling, but it certainly does find a place in our heart. And the Holy Spirit will come and He'll kind of just hover over top of us and and it gets real quiet even in a loud church like this. This church likes to holler and wave flags and jump, do all kind of crazy stuff. You know I really don't care. Amen. If that's how you want to praise God, that don't bother me. I, I've watched some of the football games, all that other kind of stuff. People take their shirt off and paint their bodies. Now, I've been in church a while. I ain't never seen that in church. So, you know, <laughs> I got no problem with that. Hey, if that's how you enjoy, you know, doing, you know, what you enjoy, fine. But I enjoy worshiping God. I enjoy seeing other folks worship uh, the Lord, ever how they, ever how they want to. But something about when this house gets quiet, you could tell, boy, the wheels are turning. People are thinking. People are contemplating. That's good. That's good. I believe that, the, that it's during those times that you hear his still, small voice. God just plants a seed gently in our heart. And we won't get all of the everything it's meant to be today, will we? Because changing minds and changing hearts takes time. Things, new seeds have to be sown and grown before there's an increase in the harvest where that's concerned. But I believe God so loved us and God is so pleased with us that he talks to us in this way. You know, uh, my prayer life has evolved. It takes me, it's a shorter distance to get myself out of the way now. Because you trust God. You know, God, this is, I, I need this. He go. I got to take care. What's next? Well, this ain't, that's all handled. What's next? Say, well, I don't really have much more. Say, good, then let's talk about what I want to talk about here. Let's talk about some other folks and some other things. So. It's when we get quiet and we and we feel the presence of God that we that God we hear His voice deep down inside us. He tells us how much He loves us, and then He reminds us of other people and how much He loves them. It's good for God to talk to us in this way and give us an opportunity 
to get a little bigger and be a little larger, our world to grow a little larger than just ourselves. And you'll find that search for significance, to be loved and then to love, and that fulfillment and satisfaction you're, you're looking for. I heard a fellow one time, I'm going to end it with this, because I feel like that there's some folks here today that uh, you're living in a real small pen, and let me tell you how you got there. Somebody's done something. hurt you, it bothered you, they got up next to you, and so, so, so that boy, I'll tell you, not too far from, you know, unhappy thoughts about that, hurtful thoughts, it just, it just dogs you, you just, you try to get beyond it, but it's a boundary for you, just living in a small pen, and it's crowding you real hard, anybody know what I'm talking about when say crowding you real hard? Heard a fellow one time about this lady uh, had uh, uh, criticized him. He's a preacher, and she just got all up in him, you know. And he said, "You know, everybody wants you to love, love them, and all." And he said, "Man, she just got mean and ugly and all up in about me and everything." And he said, uh, uh, "You know," uh, he said, "It bothered me." And so he said, I went to the Lord, and the Lord said, well, just draw a little circle. Just draw a circle of love around her. See, just pull her up into your circle of love. I love you. I love her. Just pull her on up in there. I've never forgot that. He said, so, you know, he goes, he goes, I knew she'd come back because she was gunning for me. <laughs> Some folks come to church are gunning for you. You know what I'm saying? Uh he said, I knew she'd come in. He goes, so I bought her some flowers. I bought her a Bible. He, had, he was loaded down waiting on her. When she, when she come up, she said, I need to have a word with you. He goes, I'm so glad I need to have a word with you too. I've just been thinking about you and praying for you. And he goes, here, I just want you to have these. And it just, listen, it just broke that thing because he pulled her up into his circle of love. You know, God is is trying to get his circle larger. Always enlarging the circle of his love in your life and through your life. He's always trying. And people be bumping that fence and you think they're an intruder. And God says, no, they're an invited guest. I'm just trying to... Well, God, they couldn't... They didn't have to tear up the roof and break the window. They could have knocked out the front door. He goes, well, they're not like that. They're thieving little rascals. All they know is how they do. Well, he said, but see, see, treat them. Treat them like a guest. Pull them up in that circle of love. Love on them. And watch me change them. And boy, even more importantly, watch God change you. It's a funny thing about praying for those out of love. Just because you love God and you know God loves them. Praying for those that despitefully use you. I've had some opportunities. No, I won't tell the story because you ain't got time. It's just too bad. You'll have to come back another time. Because it's a good story. It's a real life story. How to win. how to win how to be absolutely free where where hate absolute hate turns to absolute love
to where by the time God gets done, He has so changed you. Okay, well, not He changed them, but He changed you. And that when you stand before God, you'll know that you did, you prayed there, you prayed right because you didn't pray destruction or against, you prayed for. And that because you flowed the love of God, you know that love will never fail. And think about this, that person that's hurt you, offended you. What if God gets a hold of them and you stay offended and they're the first one to greet you in heaven? Better learn how to get it right before that, amen, as love gives. Hallelujah. And when we learn to sow seeds of love, I'll tell you what, now we'll begin to reap harvest after harvest of people for our life. So I want to pray for you today. John Wesley is a great man of God. One of the greatest preachers that ever walked the earth is back when, well, before many of us were born. But he said this. He said, do all the good you can. Have you ever heard that? Do all the good you can. Oh, God is good, but God is also love. So let's put it this way. Do all the love you can. By all the means you can. In all the ways that you can. And in all the places that you can. At all the times you can. To all the people you can. As long as ever you can. The the life of love is a great life. You'll have a great life if you choose to live this way. I want to ask you to bow your heads, every eye closed in this place. I want to ask you, have you believed the love that God has for you? You know, when you come to church, you shouldn't hear about the curse. You shouldn't hear the condemnation. You shouldn't hear about what you're not and what you haven't done right and all that. You should come and hear about the blessing. You should come and hear about the good God. You should come and hear about the love of God that forgives and forgets. You should come and hear about the love that wants to come, wants you to come close to Him so He can be even closer to you. I wonder if you're here today and you've never asked Jesus into your heart. Maybe you did when you were a child, but you somehow have, seems like God seems far away right now. I'll tell you, let's change that this very moment. If you'll open up the door to your heart, I believe that there are people here that, that you know, offense and things, they harden our heart. We have to be careful of that. But right now, God's knocking on that door. But it opens from the inside. You have to open that door. You have to open your heart a little bit wider. I believe God wants to heal people today, beginning the first thing, healing our heart healing our feelings, our emotions. Well, let's get it right with God first, and then it'll start to be right with everyone else. So let's pray this prayer together. Dear Jesus, I believe you loved me enough to die for me, enough to come for me, enough to help me. Lord, I open my heart. I receive you. I believe the love. I thank you I am loved. And love saved me. Love lifts me. Love will not fail me. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving all my sins. For giving me a new life and a new opportunity. 
I thank you, Lord. You are my Lord, and I'm your child. Amen. I want to pray one more prayer. It's going to take some courage on your part, but I'll tell you what now. Love will not fail you, and it will be a release for you today if you just simply say, and we can choose this. Love is a decision before it's anything else. God just decided. God chose us because he loved us. And God decided on us before we decided on him. And we can make a decision today. And for some of you, I'll tell you, it's the key that will unlock the prison door. Because you're carrying around, you're dragging around uh, things that have been done. And these people are still in your life in the wrong way. That thing is still in your life in the wrong way. As love gives, it gives forgiveness. And forgiveness is freedom. And you'd be surprised at how wonderful people look on the outside, but how horrible they feel and how horrible their life is on the inside because they're in the prison house of unforgiveness. Love forgave all. And if God forgave all, so will I. But we have to be able to do that as a choice. We have to do that at receiving the forgiveness of God and flowing it through to the to those that have hurt us or offended us that are still in our life in that negative way. Does that make sense to anybody here today? Amen. And now listen, this is this is not going to get any started, but rather than have you come up, I'm going to just ask you if that's you, I just want you to lift up your hand. And here's the reason why I want you to put your hand up into something that God's going to release. You have to, it's like, Okay, here's my hand to get what it is that you have for me. Amen. So if that's you, put your hand up because I'm going to pray a prayer and God's going God's to release something right now to you. Amen. And it's going to bring a release in you and for you and through you. Father, in the name of Jesus, you see every hand. It's a hand of faith. It's not for anybody else but for, but for you, God, and for me. I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. God, we receive and believe the love that you have for us and we choose to love and decide to love. We release those people. We release that incident. We release that situation to you right now. We thank you, Lord, that as we take your, we take what you have for us, that we give this to you once and for all in the name of Jesus. And I declare a release right now and I declare a freedom over these people that have their hands lifted in Jesus' name. And we say amen. That means so be it. Now let me give you an, let me give you an instruction. Every time that comes to mind, because it will come back to mind. It will come back and try to get on you. Listen, this is what this is what you do. You 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 say, No, I've chosen to love and I flow the love of God through to that person. And the best way that you know how, find a scripture, uh, whether it's just John three sixteen. God, you love them, so I love them. You chose to love them, they are loved. And I pray for them right now. God, help them. God, do good to them. God, let them find Jesus. God, bring them some, uh, bring them some help. And I'll tell you, it may not change them immediately, but it will change you. And it will change the way you think about it. It will change the way that you handle that from now on. And you'll keep walking away in, in freedom. And there's nothing like freedom, is there? I said there's nothing like freedom. 
Because we got places to go, people to see, and things to do in our future, don't we, with the kingdom of God. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.